the life yep. of our church. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of the IBC Podcast, the number one podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. We we don't have Todd with us today. No, we don't. Um, but we have Jared. Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm, I'm all right. You I, taught at uh, VBS today. I did. We have vacation Bible school going on at our church from 9 to 12. If your kid's not signed up, I'm sure you can still get signed up. So Sure can. Come and hang out. But yeah. yeah. I hope that's true. Cindy, if you're listening and it's not true, then it's too it was late. Aaron's fault. So, um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm tired. I'm trying to go this week without caffeine just to see what happens. And I'm just curious why you would decide to do that after coming back from Falls Creek. After not just one week of False Creek, but two weeks of False Creek. I'm uh I guess we're a week removed from Yeah. Did, were you at False Creek? Yeah, we're a week no, removed. No, we're a week removed. Last week was just kind bit. of a blur yeah. with July fourth being observed on a Monday. Yeah. It was a great was week weird. though. We had uh I think if I remember right, thirty four, thirty five decisions. Um Twenty three salvations, two called missions, and then the rest were recommitment. So yeah, that's awesome. Lord did some big things. It was great. Uh, One but- thing I thought was really cool that you mentioned was that uh, three of those, uh, I think three of those decisions were from students who couldn't afford to camp yeah. go to camp who who went because of a scholarship. Yeah, that, I mentioned that in eleven o'clock service that yeah. Just the, I'm grateful for the the sacrifice and selflessness that our, our church members do. Yeah, um, to support us so. Uh, let's, Shameless uh, plug to donate. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but it, it makes a difference. Hey, um, I've got a joke for you. Yeah, let's hear your dad joke of the week. So, uh, why do bees have sticky hair? Because... Yeah, you got it. No, I'm just kidding. No. Get it, bee. What? Yeah, that's why I said it. But why? Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use a honeycomb. <laughs> You know, sometimes I feel like I should just get uh, get it, but I never do. Uh, that was a good one. I Thank give you. you. Props, probably I appreciate better than it. Todd's. Todd, I if you're listening, it. step it Jared's up, big guy. Better. Yep. Yep. Hey, you preached this Sunday. I did preach this Sunday. Todd didn't preach this Sunday, so you're in the hot seat this week. I am. Summarize your sermon for us in in, in thirty seconds. Summarize your sermon for us. So we talked about uh, the sufficiency of Jesus' sacrifice. So started off just looking briefly at the Old Testament law. Why is this such a big deal for the Hebrews? And then looked at three truths, mainly that um, animal sacrifices can't remove sin or guilt of sin, um, but Jesus came because he perfectly follows uh, God's will. And unlike my puppy, who I think loves me, my puppy doesn't actually understand me. And so animals can't understand us, but Jesus can. Therefore, right. he can save us and sanctify us. Explain for us a little bit more about how uh, the Jews understood uh, the law when it came to their salvation. So, we, yeah, so we um, we have this idea that the Jews were, that in their mind, they were saved by obedience to the law. So I remember when I was in middle school, and I asked uh, an older student, I just said, what was the purpose of the Old Testament law? And, and he said, well, that was how the Jews were, were saved. So I kind of went all through middle school and a little bit of high school thinking the Old Testament law is what saved the Jews until Jesus showed up. But but that actually isn't 
the case. So when you look at the Old Testament, what we notice is the law is given to the Hebrews because, uh, or, or, or the law is given to the Jews. Sorry, someone walked in and I got uh, distracted. No, we're good. We're good. We're just going to keep okay. keep rolling with the punches. Um, so the reason the law is given to the Jews is to, one, demonstrate God's God's grace uh, because it's, it's deeply connected to the story of salvation. Um, there's a reason why the, the books of the Bible don't separate what God's doing to save and then the laws, but they're so intertwined with one another that um, whenever the people— get the law and they see the perfection required of the law uh, it explains to them the the perfection of god's character um but then what's happened over time by the time we get to the first century the jews began to believe that uh began to believe that the law saved them and that's kind of what paul is trying to combat in in Galatians, for example, um, that the Jews think that if I do this and do that, then I'm going to be right with God. But that was never the case. It was simply obedience to the law is what revealed that you are already right with with yeah. God. So with the, the Hebrews specifically, um, if they have a proper understanding of the law to them, the law isn't what's making them right with God. The law is what's revealing that they have become right with, with God. Yeah. That's good. And and I think that uh, it's amazing how, you know, thousands of years later, that's still something that's still so relatable uh, to us today. Because um, I think that so many of us uh, t- think that, um, that either A, uh, we can't be Christians, become Christ followers until we mm-hmm. clean up this part of our life or we do this thing. Um, uh, we do this thing and then now we can, uh, be Christ followers or, or we even buy into the lie that, you know, if I'm not obedient, I'm going to lose my salvation, yeah. um, or, or that kind of thing. So, um, there was one other point, uh, that you made in your, ser- uh, in, in your sermon talking about how, uh, how, um, Jesus removes the consciousness of my sin. Well, if, if, if he removes the consciousness of, uh, my sin, then why do I still remember my sin? Yeah. And that's actually something that I wish I could have gone more, um, more into during the sermon. Uh, but it's, it's not so much m- my consciousness of it, or my remembrance, it's God's remembrance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in this life, I'm obviously going to remember the sins that I've committed. Now, God is gracious, and he does allow us to forget sins that we have committed. Um, but from God's perspective, God forgets our, our sin, that he's no longer holding that sin against us. You know, it's so easy, I think, sometimes that we are just weighed down by the decisions that we've made in the past, and we come into worship would just kind of drag down and thinking, there's no way God's going to accept my worship today, or there's no way God's pleased with me because I've done all this stuff. Uh, God has moved on from that, mm-hmm. and he's not holding that against us because Jesus has forgiven us. Now, it is good for us to confess our sin, and it is um, true that when we don't confess that God's going to discipline us, but when it comes to our standing with him, man, God, God is pleased with us no matter what we do because of what Christ has done. Um, 
which hopefully then motivates us to walk in obedience and walk in the freedom that he wants to give yeah. us. So uh, quick question about that. How do you, how do we balance that in our lives? How do we balance knowing that what, what is a proper, I don't know, like positioning when, when approaching the Lord, um, one, uh, knowing that he is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just throwing you a curveball cause this isn't on the, on the notes, but, uh, what should be in what manner should we approach the Lord? One, knowing that, but two, also knowing that we are we are indeed sinful. We are indeed, uh, you know, you, yeah. you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, not how do we not diminish the fact that we are sinful human beings who are in continuous need of Jesus, but also coming with the confidence that our sins have been forgiven mm-hmm. and our sins have been wiped away? Yeah, to me, it's just this humble confidence. Um, you know, we can easily walk into worship or approach our Bible study or just approach our lives in general with this arrogance of mm-hmm. God's forgiven me. It doesn't matter what I do. I can say what I want, eat what I want, drink what I want, do what I want because I have this freedom in Christ and everything is lawful for me. Well, Paul speaks against that, right. that not everything is lawful yeah. for us, even if we can do it. Right. Um and so arrogance is the wrong way, but then if we swing the pendulum all the all the way to the other side, it's kind of having this self pity mm-hmm. um, upon ourselves that woe was me, I'm so awful, I'm having such a bad day because I did all this and yada yada yada, and and what that does is it d- diminishes God's forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It, it says to God, I know you say that I'm forgiven. But I'm really not forgiven. Right. Um, your 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 grace really isn't enough. Your mercy really isn't enough. And so, to me, it's this humble confidence of I, I'm forgiven. I'm free. I'm not going to allow the decisions I've made to hold me down. But at the same time, I'm in awe of the fact that God has forgiven me that i'm right. humble before him that when i sing to him when i hear his word when i um serve him in whatever capacity it's this humble awe that god would allow us to go before him and to be with him yeah. despite the things that we've done yeah and i i don't know about other people but i know for me that my uh when I struggle in times and in moments when I struggle with unbelief, it's not an unbelief in who Jesus is and that he was a real person and that God is who he says he is and that they've, uh, that, you know, that Jesus has done what he uh, says that he's done. It's, it's a belief. It's a struggle to believe that man, Jesus could really love me for mm-hmm. the things that I have done because I've, I've, I see, I see through all of the masks that I put on in public when I come to church, um, and all of those things. I see, uh, the terrible person that I am, uh, and I have a hard time believing that Jesus, uh, could see through those masks and still love me. But, yeah. uh, as we've talked about, um, he does and, um, he is removing that consciousness mm-hmm. of sin like we talked about. So uh, one other thing, can you explain uh, Can you explain a little bit more about um, our role and God's role in our sanctification? Yeah, so when we talk about justification, that's being made right with God. That's all God. That God, mm-hmm. he's the one who justifies us. He forgives us. But when it comes to our sanctification, our growth and holiness, God chooses to work in partnership with us. Now, our growth in holiness is always a result of 
God's grace in our lives, that we don't sanctify ourselves. However, we do position ourselves in faith um, before the Lord, and what that looks like is, is walking in obedience to Him. So every decision I make either progresses or it hinders my sanctification. Right. Um, so when I choose to, um, you know, volunteer to serve at vacation Bible school, right, that is going to progress my sanctification. And that's not to say that, you know, when we say no to VBS, we're hindering it, but when we're saying no to any service or all services, then we're going to hinder our sanctification. Um, so when I'm willing to serve, uh, when I choose not to speak poorly about someone else, not to spread a lie, not to gossip, I'm actually progressing my sanctification. Mm-hmm. When I choose a sin, I'm hindering that sanctification. So really, every decision that we make is creating this, um, either this platform for us to jump off of and grow, or we're creating a barrier that stands in the way between us and the Lord. So it's always God who's the one who produces the growth in us, but when we position ourselves before him in obedience and in faithfulness, um, then that's when God chooses to, to, to sanctify us. Yeah, that's great. So what, what encouragement uh, would you give someone who is uh, maybe stagnant in their sanctification? You know, the first thing I'd say is is trust in the sufficiency of, of Jesus's sacrifice. Um, I know, and I mentioned it in the sermon, that a lot of us don't, all of us, I'm going to say all of us, all of us aren't offering animals as a sacrifice to the Lord. Um, but I can just kind of think back to maybe if I was a Jew, that whenever you do sin, you just feel this overwhelming burden to go get whatever's required of the Lord and to offer that to him. In fact, I can see some people even being like, you know what, God, I know you're asking for two pigeons, but just for good measure, I'm going to bring four (laughs) with me, right? Uh, So while we're not doing that, I do notice in our lives that we've probably said, you know what, God, I'm sorry I did that. Tomorrow I'm going to spend 20 minutes rather than 10 minutes in my Bible study. I'm going to get up at five rather than six to be in the Word. I'm going to make sure that my kids start going back to church. Um, And really what we begin to do is we bargain with God in that. And so what I would say is, is quit thinking about the things that you have done and first rest in the fact that Jesus has done everything that needs to be done for you to grow in holiness. Um, But then after you've put your faith in Him, I do want to encourage you, okay, begin to identify areas where you would say, I'm struggling in, yeah. and um, and begin to walk in godliness. So, yeah. so that looks like confession, confessing mm-hmm. your sin to someone. You know, one of the biggest hindrances that we have in our lives is we will come before the Lord and ask Him for forgiveness and confess our sin to Him, but we don't confess our sin to another person. And we can almost grow comfortable knowing that God knows us. Right. And so what we're trying to protect is making sure everyone sees the good side of us. And so yeah. my thought is if we want to really grow in holiness, we not only confess our sin to the Lord, but we also are going to confess it to to one another. Right. And then in that, we're going to take the appropriate response to push off that that sin. If, so, if we confess yeah. our sin and then someone responds with, well, you need to start doing blank, Right. Our response should not be, oh, I don't think that's necessary. Or no, it's really not as bad as I've kind of made it 
sound. No, if we are really confessing it, really want to grow in holiness, we're going to take the necessary sins, the steps to cut those sins out of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, I think it's also important to, to not only focus on cutting out sin, but focus on working on being obedient. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, if I keep thinking about, if I keep thinking about the ways that I mess up, I'm going to continue to mess up in some sense. You know, Um, I think it's important to, you know, remember that yes, you have been redeemed. Yes. uh, Jesus did cover that sacrifice for Mm -hmm. you. Um, You don't have to sit and dwell on it. You can focus on being obedient, giving the Lord your attention, giving him your worship, all all of those things. And um, that helps you move along. So let's say you have two minutes left in your sermon. You you had two extra minutes to preach, uh, which let me just say for uh, tech crew, uh, Aaron does a much better job of sticking to our calendar. <laughs> Todd always has two more minutes. Aaron Aaron, Aaron ends it. Aaron ends when uh, when the timer asks him to end. But anyways, if you had two more minutes on Sunday on Sunday morning uh, to uh, share something else, is there anything that you would have? You done know, the thing it? I wish I would have gone more into, and I didn't because. The last time I preached, it was pretty much the focus of my sermon, uh-huh. but talking more about the sinlessness of Jesus, mm-hmm. the the kind of how he he fought temptation, right. and then the reason why Jesus had to be sinless to represent us before the Father, and then we, uh, we receive his righteousness, and so... Uh, The righteousness that the Father gives us is not just some righteousness in a vacuum, but it's the literal righteousness of Jesus. So all the things that Jesus did rightly in his life Mm -hmm. are now bestowed upon us, and they define our obedience, and they define our righteousness before the Lord. So if I could have gone a little bit longer, um, I would have focused on that. That's great. That's good. Well, thanks for sharing with that. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing that with us, Aaron. Uh, we are grateful that uh, you stepped in and uh, preached uh, this Sunday, uh, especially after coming back from camp. I know that that's not fun having to uh, uh, spend a bunch of time preparing a sermon. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, I know it's it's a blast. Well, it's fun, but it's it's, just, it's, it's, it's a lot hard, of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work for sure. For sure. Well, thanks for tuning in to our podcast uh, today, um, which uh, we can confirm uh, figuratively that uh, this is the uh, greatest podcast on all of the podcasting uh, platforms ever. We have a, a lot number of... Number one uh, podcast. Yeah, number one. According to rumors. According to rumors. Uh, we do have a lot of things going on in our church uh, as we are getting uh, closer to school being back in session. This summer feels incredibly short compared to last year's five or six month summer however long <laughs> it was <laughs> but but my goodness it, it, it has gone by so fast um so uh anyways we're doing vbs right now be praying for uh all of the kids who will uh be hearing the gospel this week that uh the lord would work in their lives be praying for uh volunteers and sponsors as they uh as they are witnessing to these children and serving these children um, we also have some other things coming up here to Manual. The big thing we want you to know about is our backpack and barbecue event that is happening August 1st in Boy Scout Park, where we are going to be handing out school supplies uh, and backpacks to families in need. If you are in need, we would love for you to come out and grab one. Uh, we'd also just love for you to come out and hang out and fellowship uh, with, with one another and also just reach out to our community, start to build uh, connections uh, with people who 
uh, you might not otherwise uh, build a connection with and uh, just start building relationships where we can uh, share the gospel with others. That's August 1st. You can pick up a list of school supplies uh, around the building uh, of the things that we are gathering for that event. And uh, hey, we'd love to have you uh, worship with us on Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9.45, 11. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.